Hello and welcome to the Swollen, Bloated, and Puffy podcast. My name is Kathleen Listen, and I'm a certified lymphedema therapist and board-certified massage therapist practicing in San Diego, California. And I help my clients after plastic surgery, orthopedic reconstructive surgery to um, reduce the swelling in their face and body and also after a diagnosis of lymphedema. And this podcast kind of expands upon the topics I cover in my book, Swollen, Bloated, and Puffy, which is available on Amazon and provides tips and insight on how to reduce swelling in our face and body and also how to balance our immune system. Um, So this episode is going to focus um, more on balancing our immune system and it's I want to share an article. Um, I also put the link to this article on the Facebook page for Swollen, Bloated, and Puffy. And it's from Cure, um, the curetoday.com website. The article is titled Cancer, Stress, and the Power to Say No. And it's by Bonnie Annis. So in this article, Bonnie t- uh, shares some research that she found that has inspired her um, to be more um, more cognizant, I would say, in her life of uh, reducing stress. And for her, one of the big um, stressors was like her background as she grew up as a Southern Belle, um, as a lady from the South. And a lot of people who grew up that way um, feel almost obliged to say yes when someone needs something, they want to always be there for them. So they end up um, overextending themselves because they're just trying to help everyone and, you know, be a good member of the community and a good family member. Um, And I can definitely see this um, in my life. I I saw it in my mother's life when she was um, diagnosed with breast cancer and, um, she always wanted to be an active part in the community. She was a volunteer in several different organizations. So I see um, the struggle that um, we might have as cancer survivors um, in survivorship that we want to be there for everyone else. We want to be, you know, rejoin the community and be a part of, active part of the community and give to others. But at the same time, um, in the article, you know, Bonnie shares with us, there's research that proves that the stress um, in our lives can impact the way our bodies um, can deal with cancer um, and a cancerous tumor and cancer cells. And that's, it's very important um, for me to be able to look at the research and see what the research says and then move forward in our lives armed with the research so um, we don't just end up taking on more stress than our body can really handle. And that has a proven negative effect um, on our health. So I would highly recommend um, reading the article, especially if it kind of touches you, if you see it in your own life, that perhaps you are um, the type of person that everyone knows that they can ask you for a helping hand because you're always, you know, giving and giving and giving back. 
and that's and I totally understand like it's a part of what makes you happy but if it's also a part of what is giving you chronic stress it's in fact it's unhealthy for you Um, and she also talks about um, some of the ways that she combats stress um, and some of the ways that she knows that she's in a stressful situation and I'll quote her Um, She says, while stress can't be seen, it can be felt. When I'm in a stressful situation, I can feel my body tense. I can feel my blood pressure rise. I am not happy and relaxed. Um, And she said now that she's in a state of NED, no evidence of disease, she wants to make sure she does everything possible to keep her body healthy and strong. And to do that, she must set protective boundaries over her life. So if this seems like a message that's meant for you, um, please check the article out and have a great So in the second segment of today's podcast, I'd like to go over the research that I spoke about um, and that uh, was written about in the article that I talked about in the first uh, segment. So this um, is from the National Cancer Institute. It's called, um, the title of the article is Psychological Stress and Cancer. And I have also linked to it on the Swollen, Bloated, and Puffy Facebook page. So you can go directly to that page to get the link. Um, And it says, um, I'm going to go down to the How Does Psychological Stress Affect People Who Have Cancer section. And... um, I will directly quote, it says, people who are able to use effective coping strategies to deal with stress, such as relaxation and stress management techniques, have been shown to have lower levels of depression, anxiety, and symptoms related to cancer and its treatment. And then there's a however. However, there's no evidence that successful management of psychological stress improves cancer survival. And they've done um, experiments where there's interesting results, um, but again, that result of the end result of like how long um, you live to the end of your life or like whether you die or live, that binary with the cancer is not really affected with stress, but the intermediate results are promising. And then later in the article, it says, how can people who have cancer learn to cope with psychological stress? And um, it says, emotional and social support can help patients learn to cope with psychological stress. Such support can reduce levels of depression, anxiety, and disease and treatment-related symptoms. And approaches that they uh, suggest include training and relaxation, meditation, or stress management. as well as social support in a group session, exercise, um, counseling or talk therapy, cancer education sessions, um, and medications for depression and anxiety. So I'm really interested in the top result that they put, which is training and relaxation, meditation, or stress management. Um, So I became a meditation teacher actually before um, they found the cancer, uh, the skin cancer that was on my face and did the Mohs surgery. Um, So I already had uh, meditation as a tool and I found it very beneficial to use um, and I still use it, I still meditate. Um, And the interesting thing about our meditation training was 
one of the things they talked about is to not put any goals on meditation and because that's kind of a trap that you can fall into like what is meditation supposed to do it's supposed to have these results if I do it and I don't have the results then like is am I meditating wrong like that kind of avenue of thinking they they try to steer you away from that by saying like just sit and meditate and be mindful and don't have a specific goal that you're trying to achieve it's just a way of being in your life um but I find it really interesting that it does have so many health-based results and very, very interested that it has these specific, um, that they found specific results um, for cancer in that it reduces stress. And stress reduction has some very interesting um, results for a cancer diagnosis and also living into survivorship. So I guess it's one more reason to get me on the couch in uh, the meditation cushion in the morning and spend some time meditating um, early in the morning would be these very encouraging results. Um, So I would encourage you to read this article if you're really interested in it. Um, There's some more links um, on the cure article that talk more specifically about the research and these specific immune markers. Um, and they did some very interesting experiments, um, st- stressing in a lab animal versus not stressing it and seeing how, um, its ability to fight off the tumor was, um, was changed. So definitely if you're if you are into research there's definitely some interesting research to look at in this area. Have a good day.